because it is so predictable. It's predictable. Hi, this is Jake Turner for the Turning Point of the Sports World. You can find me at Twitter at, at @JakeTurnerSport, or you can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. It's time to get to the turning point of the sports world. Well, NFL training camp is now in session across the NFL with the Hall of Fame induction ceremony out of the way. Now it's time to get to preseason football. And the Dallas Cowboys are going to be at the 49ers on Thursday night. You know, I haven't talked to this man in 10 years. We, we've talked <laughs> social media-wise, but we never have spoken face-to-face or even voice-to-voice. But I was able to get him on the show. And it's Calvin Watkins, sports writer for The Athletic. He's back covering the Dallas Cowboys for the second time. And he joins us from Oxnard, California. And uh, Calvin, how you doing? I'm great. What's going on? Oh, man, things uh, just going pretty well down here in Orlando. Uh, I want to ask you this right here first off, though. I mean, how's it feel to be back uh, covering the Cowboys for the second time now? You know, it's... Uh... It's funny, but I thought I wasn't on the beat for like five years, but really it's been three years. <laughs> but I guess it's like the mafia. You, they, you can never leave the Cowboys beat. <laughs> well, let's talk about this. You were up in New York for a while. You were covering the New York Jets. What is the one difference that you've seen between covering the Jets and the Cowboys? Uh, they're both crazy in terms of there's always you know something going on. There's always some sort of uh, drama with teams, um, and, and the Giants, excuse me, the Jets have their drama. Uh, they had a Dylan Donahue, he went, to, you know, he tried to do a U-turn in the Lincoln Tunnel. So, you know, and then you had uh, Terrence Williams, he, he falls off his scooter, you know, while the police are chasing him. So there's always, you uh, know, something going on, something goofy. The media is always ripping the <laughs> the team so that's just what it is so you go from one circus pretty much now to the most polarizing team in the nfl for the second time yeah okay. yeah yeah <laughs> let's that's talk about it. this the defense has had kind of a bit of a makeover in dallas you know anthony hitchens now in kansas city former packer joe thomas comes in randy gregory starting to come back what can we expect from this defense in 2018 i think it's kind of hard to say right now um so far in practices, we've seen some pretty good things. I mean, the, the pass rush has got to be the key. I mean, mm-hmm. you need Demarcus Lawrence, and then the second in the league in sacks last year. Uh, he's got a franchise tag of seventeen point one million dollars, so that says a lot about what the cow, how the Cowboys value him. Um, the secondary is a lot of uncertainty. Even though Byron Jones uh, is moving from safety to corner, he's had a pretty good camp. Um, Sean Lee is. You know, one of the better linebackers in the game, but health has always been his issue, Jalen Smith. Um, so there's a lot of question marks on this team defensively. So we, I, we really don't know. I guess we'll find out in Carolina if Cam Newton's throwing 500 yards against them if this defense is going to be any good. Yeah, it should be pretty interesting. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had a really rough 2017, um, but uh, from according to what you saw on, on a camp here, it looks like it's a whole different world for Ezekiel Elliott. So what are the changes that you're seeing so far? One of the big things I've seen is he's very quiet. Um, I think he was more vocal last year. Um, and, and I think one of the interesting things for him is being quiet because, as you know, last year was a disastrous season for him off the field. He was fighting at six-game suspension. He was fighting for his reputation, and and there was such a negativity around him. It seems if like he didn't really enjoy the game of football, 
now it seems he's like he's matured he's been humbled a little bit for people i've talked to that are close to him and because he's been humbled i think he's just about football i mean i very he smiles a little bit when you see him on the practice field but i think he's all about business because i think he understands that one he's going to become one of the highest paid players at his position in the nfl he's got it it's got to be all about. It's got to be all about the field and not about off the field. And I think he's trying to do that right now. I guess that's what happens when you stay quiet in the off season. <laughs> it, yeah, we're talking to Calvin Lockett, sports writer for the Athletic. He's back uh, covering the Cowboys for the second time, and he joins us here from Oxnard, California, on Turning Points. Dak Prescott has been kind of uneven right now in training camp. Uh, what's been the, the issues so far? You know, some people will tell me he is not a very good practice act. Others will say he's still learning the, the receivers. They got like three new receivers on this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you lost Des Bryant, you lost Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could that could be a little bit of a factor. He didn't have Terrence Williams for most of the offseason because he had a broken foot. So Dak is just trying to, you know, find a chemistry, get things going. You know, he's got a really good arm. I think he can make all the throws. He moves. He's a big kid. Uh, so I like him. But, you know, he's just been struggling a little bit here in training camp. And uh, there are a lot of factors. And, and those factors I talked about are the reasons why. Have the Cowboys uh, talked to you that they're about Ezekiel Elliott 1, Dak Prescott 2? Or how, how are they looking at this offense this year? It looks as if from, I guess we've been here two weeks. This is our third week. Mm-hmm. seems as if it's about... Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he's 1-1-A. One, one he's everything that you want in a, in a running back. He's everything you want as an offensive leader. Um, the, the Cowboys need him to be a productive back. They need the 2016 Ezekiel Elliott. If they mm-hmm. can get that guy, they will be okay. Now, as you said earlier, we talked about the defense, and defense has got some question marks. Mm-hmm. But offensively, it's got to be Ezekiel Elliott. And if Ezekiel Elliott and that offensive line get, get things going, they can open up the passing game because they don't have a number one receiver, but they got an elite running back. And when you have an elite running back, you take advantage of it. There was one piece that really got to me. Now, you've only been with the Athletic for just a little bit here, but you would have a conversation with newly acquired receiver Tavon Austin. And there was one question that really got to me. He told you that 2017 was the hardest year in his whole life. Why is that? I think he lost a mentor of his, someone that helped him get into college at West Virginia. Um, he had dealt with some injuries. Um, he wasn't play. He didn't play a lot uh, in Los Angeles, and he thought he was. And that offense under Jared Goff just exploded without him. And he's an explosive receiver, a guy you think he would use in many different ways. And and Sean McVay, the coach of the Rams, did not. So I think he was a little hurt. He had restructured his contract. So they could clear space on the cap. So, you know, so he was trying to be a team guy. The Rams are the only team he ever knew. He was with them in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Then he goes with them to L.A. And now the business of the NFL says goodbye. So I think he was a little hurt by some of that stuff. And that's probably why last year was a hard year for him. What are the Cowboys doing to put in Tavon Austin? Are they making him versatile? Are they putting him in one position? You know, when they first made the trade for him, the, the thoughts were, we'll line him up in the backfield, we'll line him up in the slot, we'll line him up outside. And in practices here in Oxnard, um, he's been as, mainly as a receiver. He's lined up in the slot, he's lined up outside, which is interesting in itself because he's normally a slot receiver. 
You saw him on a double double reverse yesterday. You've seen him on end arounds. He's their lead punt returner. Uh, so he, those are the areas where they're going to use him in most. Uh, now, they're also being a little secretive here because, it, you know, we could see him line up as a running back when week one starts, or maybe even in a preseason game, just to show the defense a little something different. But I think they, they're trying to use him in ways that maybe the Rams used him, you know, two or three years ago. He's Kevin Walken, sports writer for The Athletic. Uh, he's covering the Dallas Cowboys, uh, joining us here on Turning Points. Who is the number one receiver for the Cowboys in 2018? Uh, I don't think they have one right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. What would you say uh, from what well, you've seen? I think what I've seen is Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy that's getting the ball the most. Alan Hearns is also getting wow. the ball a, a, a ton. Um, you've seen Tavon getting, getting the ball. Terrence Williams is still coming back from a broken foot. So Terrence has been with the second team a little bit more than normal. Um, but yesterday in the, in the blue-white scrimmage, we did see Terrence with the first team. He got some first-team snaps. So um, there are some... You know, but I would say that the guy who's getting most of the touches in these practices has been Cole Beasley, and then it's been Hearns, and then it's been Tavon, Michael Gallup, who they drafted this 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 year. He's been getting some touches. He's been a little inconsistent, a couple of drops, but I think Dak Prescott's going to spread the ball around, which is what you need to do to win in the NFL. Well, let's talk about what's been happening off the field here. Uh, former Cowboys receiver Des Bryant, he made some colorful remarks about his ex-team, including linebacker Sean Lee, who he called, quote, a snake. Has there been any other development about Des Bryant since that incident? No, after that uh, Friday afternoon of Des, uh, things have been pretty quiet. Um you know, NFL teams are just moving along, signing wide receivers, and Des is just sitting on his couch playing PlayStation. So, um, you know, the Cowboys addressed it. Uh, they said they meant no harm. I think Sean Lee said he loves Des, but Des needs to look in the mirror about himself and his commitment to the game. And, and you know, Des is a bitter guy. He's hurt by the fact that they cut him. And, and you know, he's got to move forward because the Cowboys are, and the NFL will always move on. When guys get cut in this game, it hurts. It hurts really bad sometimes, and it hurts Dez. And at some point, some team's going to give him an opportunity to play, and hopefully he will have some success. But as far as the Cowboys are concerned, they've moved on. What team do you think Dez Bryant will be with? It's a good question. Um, We thought Cleveland, um, Baltimore offered him a three-year deal. It didn't work out. He turned it down. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, New England, New England signed a quarterback. Actually, New England signed a receiver. Um, yeah, Eric you know, Decker. Cleveland, yeah, Eric Decker. Cleveland just traded a receiver away. Corey Coleman. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, to Buffalo, and you know, who's looking for someone to pair up with Benjamin? So, you know, you know, Seattle probably needs a receiver, but no one's going after Dez, and that might be more about what teams think of Dez in terms of his skill set, but they think maybe he's on a decline. And, and obviously, as you know, you know, Dez is, is a combustible figure. And if you want to bring that into your locker room, then be, go for it. If not, then you're going to stay away. Speaking about combustible, the anthem policy continues to rear its ugly head day in and day out. Just when you think it's about to go away, somebody opens their mouth. Did the NFL truly tell Jerry Jones to be quiet about this 
about this issue? Oh, oh yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean the the league, the league is trying to work with the union. The league screwed up by instituting an anthem policy without including the players. Right. So, and because of that, you know, the players filed a grievance. It took them a long time to do it, but they did it. And and there's a lot of ambiguity. Excuse me. There's a lot of legal gymnastics regarding mm-hmm. the anthem policy and the laws and whether or not it's a First Amendment rights are being violated, the players' First Amendment rights are being violated. Um, you know, I was reading some stories about, you know, are the NFL owners violating the, the players' constitutional rights? Mm-hmm. And, and most law professors or constitutional law lawyers will say they don't know. It's a gray area. Some will say, well, if you in a stadium that has publicly owned funds, combined with privately owned funds, then, they, then there's no president that says that you can force a guy to stand or force a guy to kneel. Um, so it's, it's just so many legal ramifications here. But in reality, every lawyer that you talk to says this is a labor issue. So the owners screwed up by instituting the policy, which is a violation of the CBA. Mm-hmm. That's why the union filed a grievance. So no matter what Jerry Jones says and any other owner says across the league the bottom line is you got to negotiate this with the union and I think at some point the union and the and the league will come to terms and say this is a uniform policy across the league um, I don't think owners will be able to penalize players for protesting you know I think something's going to get worked out Jerry says what he says and look no cowboy player is going to take a knee I think that's evident so right. it's kind of like a moot point because mm-hmm. no player wants to take a knee, not so much because they're scared of Jerry and Stephen Jones. Mm-hmm. I just think they just they just want to stand. And as Dak Prescott said uh, a couple weeks ago, he says, we voted as a team to stand. You know, when I covered the Jets, um, yeah. that was their that was their message. They mm-hmm. talked about it with Todd Bowles, and they all said, "Look, we're going to lock arms and we're going to stand in the national anthem." That's what they did. So every team, not every team, every team can be down for the cause. It doesn't mean you have to kneel, you know. And um, and I think that's the, the biggest problem here. There are a lot of players that are doing positive things in the community, and they're still standing for the national anthem, which is nothing wrong with that. Now, if you want to kneel, that's your right, too. And I think the players are saying, you can't take that right away from us. And I think that's the biggest fight that the owners are having with the players. He's Calvin Lockett, sports writer for The Athletic, uh, back covering the Cowboys. Uh, Calvin, thank you so much. Always great stuff as usual, and enjoy your time in Oxnard. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, that was uh, that was Calvin Watkins. I mean, just seems like you talked to an old friend, you know, for the first time, and he just <laughs> never misses a beat here. So we're going to have more of uh, Turning Points here coming up on Die Hard Sports Radio. Stick around. The headline for this fight should be, Legend Kills. 